Welcome to Petrifaction. I'm your host, Petey. And if you like stories about ghosts, monsters, vampires, the weird and mysterious, UFOs, Bigfoot, and other cryptids, you're in the right place. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Remember, friends, be prepared to be petrified. Hi everybody, it's Petey, back again with another show of Petrifaction Horror Stories. Today's show is going to be really, really good. Hope you enjoy it too. It's one of my favorite subjects. Today's show is about Skinwalker Ranch. And if you know me, you know that uh, The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, which, which is a series on television, but it's like my favorite new show. I love the fact that they have scientists, people that are PhDs, that have come in to investigate. And when they first signed on to come in to investigate this place, they were pretty much skeptics. You know, this was something they were going to come in and prove that this was malarkey. Only once they got there, they're experiencers. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. If you want to check it out, Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, great show, highly recommend it. But today's show on Petrifaction is also about Skinwalker Ranch. And it gets a little bit into that, about the show, the, the investigation going on now. And after we discuss the Skinwalker Ranch, we're going to get into a true crime story. I know that's generally not what happens on a horror podcast. But, you know, really, when you think about it, what's more scary than true crime? where somebody's murdered, especially when it's a serial murderer. And we're going to end the show with a report about Grudge 13. So anyway, let's get into the show. No sense in waiting. Uh, it's going to be a really good show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy it. One of my favorite television shows currently is The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch on the History Channel. And I am so glad to say that they're going to be coming in with a season three this summer, the summer of 2022. I love watching this. You never know what you're going to see or what they, the scientists themselves, are going to experience while on the ranch. I'm a big fan. So I'm going to put that out there. Hope you guys check it out if you haven't already. 
see if you like it. But um, if you're into paranormal, I think it might be your thing. This next story is about the Skinwalker Ranch. And since it's one of my favorite stories, it's a really weird place. I have to share it with you as well. Now, History's The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch features ongoing investigations into one of the country's most mysterious locales. The ranch allegedly experiences paranormal activity regularly, and it's from UFO sightings and cattle mutilations to incarnate voices, poltergeists. And sometimes several things happen at the same time. Strange occurrences Strange occurrences on the ranch have been the focus of several scientific investigations, including one secretive program housed in the Pentagon. What's not as well known is that some investigators claim the paranormal phenomena follow them home. Brandon Fugel, the elusive owner of Skinwalker Ranch, spoke with Den of Geek about how what happens at Skinwalker Ranch doesn't always stay at Skinwalker Ranch. Fugel is a prominent businessman and real estate developer in Utah. He first heard about the Skinwalker Ranch at a local bookstore. The ranch was first brought to my attention when I was at Barnes & Noble back in 2006 and saw Dr. Colm Kelleher and George Knapp's book, Hunt for the Skinwalker. Fugel says, I actually bought it and read it on the weekend. I found it to be very interesting. Fugel says he didn't think much more about the ranch until 2015 when two science advisors of another Utah real estate magnate, Robert Bigelow, approached him. Bigelow, who also founded Bigelow Aerospace and has been funding scientific investigation on the ranch since he'd purchased it in the late 1990s, Kelleher was Bigelow's lead investigator. Fugel says he had developed a relationship with the two science advisors during another effort that I had been involved with a decade ago. According to Fugel, the advisors asked him whether I'd be willing to entertain a potential joint venture or acquisition of the property for the purpose of advancing the research beyond what Mr. Bigelow had done for 20 years. I disclosed to them that I was approaching the topic as a healthy skeptic and that I had never seen a UFO, ghost, or anything of the sort and that I believed that there was most likely a natural, prosaic explanation for what had been reported in the book and on the property. Fugel says, They were amused and shared with me the reality of what their investigation revealed. They also disclosed that the ranch had been part of a five-year Pentagon black-budget program studying the UFO phenomena, and that although the results of that investigation remain classified and confidential, how do I say this? The phenomenon is real. Fugel says he's no longer skeptical that something mysterious is happening at the ranch. People ask me all the time whether I am now a believer based on what we've seen and recorded during my ownership of the ranch. The honest, most direct answer I can provide is that I am not a believer. I'm an experiencer. I know for a fact that it's real, 
and have witnessed with my own eyes, with other credible witnesses at my side, what can only be described as daylight sightings of exotic craft over Skinwalker Ranch. Fugel's paranormal experience started soon after his research on the ranch began. Six months into our investigation, I had an experience while entertaining a visiting dignitary and his security detail that involved an undeniable sighting of what can only be described as a 40 to 50 foot long silver grayish disc-like object that performed maneuvers that were stunning and defy conventional explanation. Fugel stressed that this sighting was in broad daylight and included several witnesses. He says after the sighting, they continued to experience paranormal phenomena. During that same afternoon, we experienced everything from our smartphones being completely drained from about 80% charge to zero to other electromagnetic anomalies. Even acute medical episodes that attended the incidents that occurred on that fateful day. Now, anyone who watches The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch or has read the book Hunt for the Skinwalker, Science Confronts the Unexplained at a Remote Ranch in Utah, will know that many of those who investigate the ranch have had personal experiences with the unknown. I've been covering the ranch for over a decade, and at an event with investigators and their spouses, I've discovered they believe the phenomenon often follows them home. So much so that they now refer to this as the hitchhiker phenomenon. We don't like to talk about the hitchhiker too much because everybody's afraid it's going to trigger it or something. Lead investigator on The Secret of the Skinwalker Ranch, Dr. Travis Taylor, told Den of Geek in a recent live stream interview. I have several colleagues that were putting instruments out to measure things at their house, as well as at the ranch, and we're measuring simultaneous events occurring at both places. That may be a thousand miles apart. It just happened to me, says Taylor. My brand new car, so it just shuts off suddenly. All the lights start blinking on and off and crazy, which we've seen happen at the ranch. And something was going on at the same time at the ranch. I had an event Actually, that'll be in the season, The Secret of the Skinwalker Ranch, and so I won't talk too much about it for spoilers. Fugel says he's aware of the hitchhiker phenomenon, but has not experienced yet himself. Thankfully, I've not had that experience personally, but I do know members of my team and visitors that have had that experience, says Fugel. Strange activity following them home and even terrorizing their family. It's a known fact that numerous participants, including military operatives, refuse to ever set foot on the property again due to the negative experiences that they have had, including phenomenon following them home. Even Mr. Bigelow has had experiences that have followed him, resulting in his refusal to ever visit the property ever again. And this article was published by denofgeek.com.
Go to LegacyBrewing.shop and get some really great coffee today. And you might want to have a cup of coffee as you enjoy the next story called Tea Cakes and Soap. The Soap Maker of Caraggio, Leonarda Cianjuli, was a devoted Italian mother who wanted to keep her son safe during World War II. Cianjuli was born in 1893 in the small town of Montella in southern Italy. While little is known about her family and childhood, some sources say that Cianjuli's mother had been raped by her father and the two were then forced to marry when it turned out that she was pregnant. The result was an unhappy marriage and a very unhappy childhood for Cianjuli, who attempted suicide twice. When she was 21, Cianjuli married an office clerk her parents didn't approve of. This was in part because, according to Murderpedia, they had somebody else in mind for her. Her mother was especially angry about the choice, so she cursed Cianjuli. Curses and superstition would become a big thing in her life. Cianjuli and her husband, Raphael, moved a couple of times, once after their home was destroyed by an earthquake, and finally settling down in Correggio. There she became known among her neighbors as a kind family woman who ran a small shop. When she was married, she got pregnant 17 times. Of those 17 times, three of the pregnancies were lost due to miscarriages, and 10 of the children died in their youth. So when it came to her four surviving children, they couldn't have asked for a more perfect mother. Between her suicide attempts, her mother's alleged curse, and her various miscarriages, Leonardo Cianjuli realized that her life, to put it bluntly, sucked. Leonardo was a superstitious woman and would often visit a fortune teller. During one of these visits, a fortune teller said all of her children would die, something that troubled her throughout her entire life, especially as the prophecy seemed to mostly come true. In your right hand, I see prison, the fortune teller told her, and in your left, a criminal asylum. Then in 1939, Julie's eldest son, Giuseppe, announced he would join the Italian army to fight in World War II. Julie was filled with fear and desperation, and remembering the prophecy of all her children dying, she decided to offer a sacrifice to protect him. Rumor is that Julie was a bit of a fortune teller herself, and women in town would sometimes come to her for help and advice. And this is how she ended up finding her three sacrifice victims. Leonardo Cianjuli's first victim was a local spinster woman named Faustina Setti. Inviting Setti to her home under the guise of setting her up with a husband in 1939, Cianjuli instructed her to write letters to her family, telling them that she would be visiting the man abroad. But Cianjuli drugged Setti with spiked wine before murdering her with an axe. Next, she cut Seti into nine pieces and gathered her blood into a basin. 
In her official statement after her arrest, she described the things she did next. I threw the pieces into a pot, added seven kilos of caustic soda, which I had bought to make soap, and stirred the whole mixture until the pieces dissolved in a thick, dark mush that I poured into several buckets and emptied into a nearby septic tank. As for the blood in the basin, I waited until it had coagulated, dried it in the oven, ground it, and mixed it with flour, sugar, chocolate, milk, and eggs, as well as a bit of margarine, kneading all the ingredients together. I made lots of crunchy tea cakes and served them to the ladies who came to visit, though Giuseppe and I also ate them. She and Julie also reportedly took Seti's life savings of the equivalent of about $332, which she had received as payment for setting the woman up with a husband. Then, on September 5th of 1940, she and Julie found another victim named Francesca Suave. As with Seti, she and Julie convinced Suave that she had organized a teaching job for her abroad and made her write letters to her friends detailing her trip. And, as she had with Seti, she fed her drugged wine, killed her with an axe, baked her into tea cakes, and stole her money. Her third victim, however, would be her last one. Virginia Cassiopo was a noted soprano who once sang at the famed La Scala Opera House in Milan. She and Julie had promised her a job working with an impresario in Florence, which prompted Cassiopo to pay her a visit on September 30, 1940. As with her previous two victims, she and Julie fed Cassiopo spiked wine and killed her with an axe. This time, however, instead of only baking her body into tea cakes and feeding them to her neighbors, she and Julie also melted her flesh down and turned it into soap. She ended up in the pot like the other two. Her flesh was fat and white. When it had melted, I added a bottle of cologne, and after a long time on the boil, I was able to make some most acceptable creamy soap. I gave bars to neighbors and acquaintances. The cakes, too, were better. That woman was sweet. Although Chi and Julie thought she had committed the perfect murders, she could not have been more wrong. Unlike her first two victims, who had few concerned relatives, Cassiopo had a very worried sister-in-law. She didn't believe Cassiopo's letters detailing her quick departure, and had, in fact, seen her entering Chi and Julie's home the night she had left. Almost immediately, she reported her sister's disappearance to the Reggio Emilia police, who quickly investigated Chi and Julie. At first, Leonarda Chi and Julie defended herself. It was only when the police shifted the blame toward her beloved son, Giuseppe, that she finally broke down and admitted to everything. Chi and Julie's trial lasted only a few days. She was found guilty of her crimes and granted a 33-year sentence that echoed the Romani woman's prophecy with eerie accuracy. Thirty years in a prison and three years in a criminal asylum.
on October 15, 1970, Leonardo Cianjuli died of a cerebral hemorrhage while she was still in the asylum. She was 79 years old. Her body was returned to her family for a burial, but her murder weapons, including the pot that her victims were boiled in, were donated to the Criminology Museum in Rome. To this day, museum visitors can see her collection of axes and peer inside the vat that she used to boil human beings. So, here's a weird one that history says has been linked to a mysterious, ultra-classified U.S. Air Force investigation called Project Grudge Report 13. Two people reportedly associated with the project both recounted the 1956 story of Major William Cunningham and Air Force Sergeant Jonathan P. Lovett. It started when they were working outside of Hollerman Air Force Base in Alamogordo, New Mexico, and Cunningham heard Lovett scream. When he went running in the direction of the shout, he found a silver disc hovering over the desert. A snake-like appendage had reached out and grabbed Lovett and was dragging him into the craft. By the time security got there, Cunningham was alone. Search parties didn't find Lovett for three days, and when they did finally find him about 10 miles away from where Cunningham had last seen him, being dragged into the craft, it was an awful sight. He'd been in the desert for somewhere between one and two days, and his corpse, which was missing important pieces like his eyes and tongue, had been not only mutilated, but was completely bloodless. The entire thing bore a striking similarity to the reports of mutilated, bloodless cattle that are occasionally found and chalked up to weird extraterrestrials. That's the only record of the incident ever happening, but it's worth mentioning that, well, grudge reports 1 through 12 and 14 are declassified in public, 13 isn't. George Washington is the most famous of American founding fathers, the first president, the general of the Revolutionary Army, and one of the leading figures of his time. He is forever etched in history. Interestingly, his estate, Mount Vernon, remains almost exactly as it was during his lifetime. However, after his death in 1799, he apparently never left. Josiah Quincy III was a prominent Massachusetts politician who served as a mayor of Boston and member of Congress and president of Harvard University. In 1806, he went to Mount Vernon to meet with Bushrod Washington, George Washington's nephew, who had inherited the estate and later became an associate justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. As told by Quincy's son, the story was that Josiah Quincy III was given Washington's own bedroom to sleep in, and he saw Washington's ghost that night. Strangely, this was all that Quincy said, and he never divulged any other details about what had occurred. 
However, he did give a possible explanation as to why Washington would be unhappy in death. Prior to his ghostly experience, Quincy had been shown Washington's tomb and described it in this way. The velvet cover of the coffin was hanging in the tatters, it having been brought to this condition by the assault of relic hunters. He believed that the disrespect shown to Washington had caused his spirit to be put into a state of unrest. James Reese, who had worked at Mount Vernon since 1983 and became executive director of the estate in 1994, corroborated tales of mysterious encounters at the home in a 2002 interview with the Washington Post. Several of our guides swear that they've seen ghostly images in Washington's mansion. On a few occasions, furniture seems to move mysteriously in the locked and secured home. We know this because the furniture comes into contact with our electric eye, causing a false security alarm. That's all for today's podcast. I thank you for tuning in and I hope you liked the show. If you did, please tell a friend, give us a rating and hit subscribe. If you have a story you would like to share on Petrifaction, you can contact me at pd at petrifaction at protonmail.com. And remember to check out today's show notes for more information on today's stories. Please return next time to hear more stories and friends be prepared to be petrified.